Two scores, yeah, two scores minus four. <laughs> <laughs> you could work on the math, um, right? Married with two, uh, two boys. Mm -hmm. So, um, so yeah, married. And I have two boys, and well, as I'm here on this one time, let me just say to my wife, um, happy anniversary. Congratulations! Yes. <laughs> Five years ago, on this same day, mm -hmm. uh, we would have tied the nut, take taken the plunge. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, um, happy anniversary. To my wife right so um more about me though um i i like sports okay um used to be involved in it a lot mm -hmm. uh, pretty active mm -hmm. um was really good at track and field actually okay yeah <laughs> and that well you know being at some adventist mm -hmm. you already know that you can't participate in certain, in certain things, things yeah. you know so um some of the biggest meets were on on saturday mm -hmm. um and kind of growing up like in primary school um secondary school mm -hmm. went to, to actually maracas sd okay. so we knew that it didn't really have uh, uh, from the school's philosophy was one that obviously didn't promote competing on a sabbath yeah right but um but when you got to secondary school shout out to all those who went to el dorado <laughs> <laughs> um you know you that that was a real challenge yeah you know um so i'll ask you what were you like as a child then um my memories uh, growing up, I love to sing, you know, okay. grew up in the church. Um, that's something I don't do at good news. <laughs> and I'm not, and this is not for me. I'm not, I'm not saying that I would, <laughs> unless the Lord asked me to. <laughs> but, um, but more in terms of, you know, um, growing up when I, there was, um, well, now deceased, okay. uh, a wonderful lady, um, Sister Sylvia Patricks, who was a call porter at the um, South Caribbean Conference. And, mm -hmm. You know, I just remember, faintly remember, like, going by her on a Sabbath and just singing hymns and so forth. I don't know where I got that from, but love to sing, um, love to read. Okay. Mom, you know, my mom uh, is a teacher. Well, was a teacher, sorry. Okay. And, um, you know, she would have had me during the summertime just going through and um, just reading all these different books. So I love to read, love to sing. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. So what were your family dynamics like growing up? What was the relationship between your parents and your siblings? Um, right, so I only have one brother. He's mm -hmm. nine years younger than me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're nine years. Um, so the relationship was pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, I was always closer to my mom, though, I'll be honest. And, okay. um, so now that I, my dad and I, we have a really good relationship as well. Mm -hmm. But 
my mom, I don't know, I just felt it like we always had this connection where I could just share basically anything with her. Mm -hmm. and, um, and throughout my life, you know, even when sometimes we would travel to, or to work together, mm -hmm. right, we were both working in Port of Spain, um, it would give us enough time to be able to share stories, mm -hmm. you know, and, and that relationship and that bond became stronger. Um, in terms of my brother, uh, I said nine years younger, so it was a bit of a challenge kind of mm, relating like to him. a gap. Yeah, because it is like a, that was a huge gap, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like with my friends and like he want to tag along like, ah, mm. but you know, um, we, we, we grew to, uh, and our relationship is good, uh -huh. could be better. Okay. It's not bad at all, but yeah. I just felt like because of some of how the age gap, the, that age gap it, really yeah. um, didn't allow us, especially for me, as mm -hmm. I grew through my, my teenage years and so on, allow us to really connect with each other. Mm -hmm. So he sees me as his big, as well, obviously as his big brother, mm -hmm. but it's really like that. It's, more, it's not so much as, okay, yes, this is a big brother and a buddy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, big brother, you could come, you could get advice, we could sit and we could have fun, but we didn't have that experience of being able to like go here, climb a tree together, and do you this know? And that and yeah, that. yeah, because yeah. of the age gap, yeah. So were you always Adventist? Always, always. Um, grew up in the church. Um, wasn't always that good news, mm -hmm. right? Uh, grew up in Kurup, Kurup uh, Better Living Tabernacle, and uh, pretty much the poster boy there because there is. Um, <laughs> I think there's still a photo of uh, my, yeah, me sitting on my mom. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very long time ago there. Yeah, long time ago. Before the, the, the current um, orientation of the CBLT's church, there mm. was a previous version of that. Yeah. And before they rebuilt the church in 1990, I believe, there's, um, yeah, there, oh, get that image there. <laughs> there's, um, there, there is a, a photo. Um, of, of I believe it's somewhere wrong, but I look at it and it's like, wow. I don't, I don't think there's, there was any one of the other youths that I grew up with that had something like that. So it just mm -hmm. showed you, growing up from that and transitioning through, um, yeah, pretty much Adventist all my life. So let me ask you, in your opinion, do mm. you think that more transparency is needed in church? Yeah, certainly. Um, mm. I would say, I would put it this way, you know, um, transparency is always good, but yeah. it comes with a challenge as well. Eh? Um, because sometimes, you know, I've been, re let's be honest, you know, um, the, within our community, it's not, uh, you know, everyone is not as receptive to being open and, uh, I would say, raw. Yeah, <laughs> I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, no, they're not open to that at all. So mm -hmm. that some people could understand the grace of God and change, and then some people are like, whoa, I didn't know that a about you. too much. Yeah, that's <laughs> a little too much, you know. So it, it, you want to be, yes you it's needed mm -hmm. i think you, you should want to be transparent because yeah. i mean even the series is about getting getting Get to things, know the yeah, elders and, and being vulnerable and wanting to share mm -hmm. but sometimes there's always that at the back of your mind like okay how much do i really share? share you know um so you have to like be figuring out like okay i could share but i want to kind of hold back a bit because you're not really sure how much, much to share yeah and why do you feel people are very fearful to share their stories, especially in church, which is supposed to be a place where yeah. they find some sort of security? Well, th that security isn't always fostered. Eh? It isn't mm -hmm. always fostered because um, I just feel like when you, you, you in your, in, from the sincerity of your heart, you might be sharing yeah. a story to help somebody. Mm -hmm. And then people look at your story. Some would get it. 
-hmm. and then some would turn it into something that it wasn't meant to be okay you know and it could really discourage people from wanting to be as open mm -hmm. what i see though is that like if you have a relation like when you come to church persons yeah. will have this relationship with each other yeah and the more you get to know someone i believe is like they would have an opportunity you know to share with you mm -hmm. well you know some things that you wouldn't naturally share in the the general assembly yeah you know but um i, I think it's security is not always fostered and i think that's why a lot of people including myself sometimes I'd, I'd, you know you look and you say like, okay i want to share some but i ain't sure if you're ready to, 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 to receive yeah the i share if you're ready to receive yeah. it yeah so what are some incidents that have shaped you in your christian journey and are you proud of the man that you are today oh great <laughs> um, well so, uh, hmm, quite a, a lot but um just to give you a few just a few yeah just a few um i look back at well growing up as a uh, as a young person because mm -hmm. i believe you know um this this series was really to help young younger people, persons yeah. right so growing up as a young person um I had the, the, as I said, grew up in Adventism, and I had the experiences of um, Pathfinder, Master Guide. Didn't really spend much time in Master Guide, <laughs> but um, I had some, uh, some experiences in, in Pathfinders, and then, um, of course, the camps. The, the yeah, the, the full-on Adventist experience. Full-on Adventist <laughs> experience. <laughs> now, my real experience, and I like to step away from it because I know it's good to give you the Adventist experience, but it's also good to give you another perspective. perspective yeah. So at 16, um, I don't know what it is to be at a graduation, uh, to be honest with you, uh, because I would have graduated. Well, I would have completed school, uh -huh. but not go, would have attended my graduation because at 16, I was already on a plane to New York. Okay. Yeah. So heading to work. Um, had my visa, everything, heading to, um, to, to New York. And then when I got there, I remember my dad telling me, he said, you know, um, make sure I don't talk to anybody. Right. <laughs> Take <laughs> close here because, you know, people come for drugs. And <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't, you don't want them to hold you. And, and my, so I, it was really, it was really, um, at first it was a bit frightening because <laughs> it's my first time going to the United States and 16, I don't know what to expect. And... I'm going to meet family, but I don't even know what they look like. Oh you know, I mean, back then, you have to think 2001, you didn't really have the internet as That's we know it today. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's like, okay, I heard your voice, but so I'm going through there and, you know, and I met him and, um, and the one day my cousin. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, I was able to work. But one of the things that I would say, say is that, um, that shaped my experience is that while mm -hmm. there, I really got a, um, uh, a reality check because okay. we went to do call pottering and while on that um, on that mission there were days that I wanted to give up mm -hmm. I was like seriously this is what people I mean I know of call porters here mm -hmm. um, and that's a full-time profession okay. here but it's like what there were days I'll go out and not a sale you know um, sometimes it, it, we would have the van carrying us to different places mm -hmm. sun is hot is summer sun and um, and it, it's just, you know, just rejection after rejection. Mm -hmm. So I think well, that was a pivotal experience to me because I get to learn what it means to trust God. And like mm -hmm. when I really started to trust Him, um, I'm not saying that always that you you would it would turn out in the way you want it, but mm -hmm. 
there was one particular day I just went to a particular couple, an old couple. I didn't even think that I would get that amount of sales. And I pretty much sold out everything that was in my bag. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> and they had these little rewards they would give you every time you sell, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, so that was one experience that, you know, that taught me. Um, even on that same trip, uh, I, I got ill. Mm. Um, the nights, the days were really hot and the nights were extremely cold. Okay. Uh, we stayed closer to Canada, uh, Maine, New England, actually. So right. I went to New York first and then I took a Greyhound bus back then. <laughs> took like about 12 hours, 12 mm -hmm. to 13 hours to get to that. So not me again, huh? Not nah, me. No, <laughs> no. I, I guess we could now in this time, we could take a plane and it could, could but, go. Um, but, but funds, funds were limited then, eh? so. Okay. Yeah. And are you proud of the man that you have become? That's yeah. a very important question. Um, yes, I have. A journey hasn't always been what I would have expected it to be. Okay. But I feel like, you know, um, I needed to have those experiences. Even though, even the ones that didn't turn out the way I expected them to. Even when I myself may have failed. Yeah. Um, because there are times when I may have deliberately caused my own demise as well. Huh? Okay. But um, I feel like all of that is th this uh I I there's a cluster of experiences that mm -hmm. you look at and you say well okay all right um what do i learn from this I yeah. it's tw it's hindsight but can i learn something from it and it has helped to improve my spiritual life mm -hmm. um i'm still growing every day but yeah. it's, it's helped so and i I'm would say that uh sometimes when you go through certain things in life you could either look at it um, as a blessing or mm -hmm. a lesson. And for me, that has really helped me along my journey. Yeah. And it reached a point now where anything happened to me, I would always say, this either has to be a lesson. I am just going through it. This is making me feel yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. But it has something here that I would not have an appreciation for now. Mm -hmm. But when I finish, go through this experience, I would come back out saying, wow, I needed to go through that to get yeah. where I am at today. You understand? Definitely. So I'd ask you, what challenges do you still face in your journey today as an elder? Um, one of the biggest challenges that I still face um, is that there are moments where I doubt God. Yeah, mm -hmm. people say, "Oh, yeah, you, you do." Uh, but there are moments when I do because there is. I have this obsession with logic, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> so it, things have to logically make sense, sense to me. If it doesn't make sense to me, then I. I but God doesn't operate on logic. Yeah. So, um, quick example. You know, there are times like I remember applying for for jobs and so on, and you would tell yourself, "Yeah, this is." I did it. I killed the interview boy. Mm -hmm. Or, um, <laughs> you know, um, well, we don't kill anybody, but mm -hmm. I did well in the interview. Mm -hmm. And um, I, or I have the qualifications for it. And yeah. it's not, you didn't get it. And you didn't get it. And you said, you, tell, you ask yourself, well, why? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the, the Lord will reveal to you that it's not what you think that you have, mm -hmm. but it's what I can do. Yeah. And, you know, there are moments there and there are many other things I could cite where, you know, I would just go into a situation with logic. Yeah. And yes, I know God is there, mm -hmm. but the, the, the first part of me that starts operating is logic. Mm, um, logic, yeah. Right? I can relate to that too, because if it don't make sense, <laughs> I don't want it. Exactly. <laughs> so I go into it with logic and then God has to give you a rude awakening. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, yeah, listen to yeah. me. Fear takes you into another realm. Mm -hmm. um, I remember buying a book from i think it's the logos experience somewhere in shogunas and there and um 
a day in work, I was referred to by a colleague yeah. of mine. And strange enough, huh, the person who referred me um, actually is a Hindu. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hindu guy, tell me about a Christian bookshop. <laughs> strange. But, but and, and <laughs> God works in mysterious ways, mm -hmm. you know. So when I went in, I saw this book on faith. And um, it's a 40-day journey. I'll be honest with you. Eh? That has been one of the most difficult books to complete. Why is that? Because I, how shall I put it? It is a really good book, but it requires commitment. And sometimes I will start and I know that that is the devil working because you, because you started and then you reach like, it's a 40 day journey and you mm -hmm. reach like day 20. And then all of a sudden your life just gets so busy, things on you know, and, and you just, don't back, yeah. you don't follow through, mm -hmm. you know, and, um, and I just I looked at it and I said, you know, Lord, I know that something big you want to do for me. Yeah. It is not necessarily about a job or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think in my Christian experience, I've grown beyond that. But I think that he wants to show me things. He wants to tell me something, so, you know, mm -hmm. he wants me to experience his glory. Mm -hmm. And I could only experience that if I really believe him. Yeah. And I just realized like there is this spiritual warfare like yeah. one part of me saying yes i want to complete this and then this and i was like no no you don't mm. need to get this information because mm -hmm. there's something that god wants to give you and i don't want you to get it yes yeah, uh, to me i feel like it's always a battle between right and wrong and yeah. it's like you're always going at it with yourself yeah it's like an internal battle and it's only recently that that scene really hit me because mm -hmm. you know in times i'll sit down in church and they'll say it's a spiritual warfare out there <laughs> and i'll be like Okay, yeah. but it's literally a spiritual warfare is, out here. Just your whole mental health and everything that you have to be dealing with. It, yeah. it is a battle. Sometimes you, you feel like somebody just beat you up and just leave you for dead at the side of the road. Yeah. You understand? So I would ask you, and you can answer honestly, mm -hmm. do you believe that the Christian journey is fulfilling? It is. It is. Um, I would say... It is fulfilling based on, um, and I, if I have to be honest with mm -hmm. you, I mean, the, the cliche answer is to tell you, well, yes, yeah. it's fulfilling because when you come to meet Jesus, um, you, you, you find you are a changed person, you experience transformation. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. But I think it's fulfilling in the sense that you have to, you get to adjust the expectations. Right. And Christianity actually does that for you. Mm -hmm. So you come in with expectations and then you realize, wait a minute. Now you're told what it is. Huh? Yeah. But I think most of us, especially if you, when you're baptized and so on, you come into the, the, the faith and then you believe, well, all right, yes, this is what life would be like. No one expects or no one wants to go through the rough parts. Mm -hmm. But when you go through rough patches and then you come out of it, that's when the fulfilling experience, um, you, you will really experience it because you now realize that even though you go through these rough patches that's the reason why they, this is the strengthening part of for, for you this yeah. is the testing period mm -hmm. you can go through if you could go through bad patches and come out mm -hmm. and be better mm -hmm. I, I tell me to me that is the most fulfilling experience, experience because yeah. what they say what do kill you make you stronger yeah, right it strengthens your character right. on a whole different level so if you're going to kill you Mm -hmm. It will be, it, it is a test, but sometimes while you're in this situation, it you may not even realize if you think this is it, this is, you're going to be finished. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> you just, God got your back, you know, he will, you have your back, you know, mm -hmm. so just, you just steer the course with him. Mm -hmm. And once you do that, you, you'll be fine. 
And do you believe that church is still relevant in our modern society? Yeah, more even more so. Um, so. Even yeah, even more so. Um, because I, I look at you know um, you have social media right and I hmm. I mean I'm still relating to social media I yeah. use it but not as often mm -hmm. um, but I'm still relating to it because there's so much things information there's information overload okay. on, on, on social, social media, media yeah so many different um, thoughts that have been projected about God mm -hmm. about Jesus. Opinions, um, yeah, about commentaries. Exactly. Mm -hmm. um, even even we talk about issues in the world that yeah. the world, you know, um, there are certain issues that the world now have on, on as their on their list of priorities mm -hmm. and social issues, and you realize that people have views, they have opinions mm -hmm. about it, and the church is strategically positioned to counteract that. Yeah. Um, the church now, because of COVID, has gone into an online space. I know some people would have been on the online space before. Yeah. But it has gone on into the, in, into the online space. And I think now it gives us, gives the church a little more leverage. Yeah. To be able to reach more people. Mm -hmm. To be able to get that message out. But yeah. it also gives you an opportunity to not change the message, mm -hmm. but to repackage it. And I think, <laughs> I think that's where like the that. church could really benefit from. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, everybody knows what the Bible says and what, but there is a night, you have to find ways of, all right, like one example, the Bible project. Yeah. Look at the Bible project, and I, I love that project. You get to be able to interact, see all these different, you know, um, animations and so on, but it makes you feel like you want to read the Bible. Yeah. It's exciting. Mm -hmm. It's the same message. Mm -hmm. Just repackaged. Repackaged differently. Yeah. And I think in this time, the message is important, but we but a lot of emphasis maybe need to be spent on repackaging mm -hmm. how we deliver that message. I agree with you yeah. because I think if we are in a modern society, yeah. then the message also have to sort of like modernize, but not too much where it lose mm. the essence of where it came from. That's right. What I'm saying. So I would also ask you, what advice would you give to young people on the benefits of finding salvation? Um, benefits of finding salvation. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, salvation, I'll say, is, is a process. Um, if, you, if you have come to Christ and you are, you know that song you sing, the things I used to do, mm -hmm. I will do them do no more. more. Right, good. <laughs> so let's assume that that is salvation in, its, in an essence, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have now been transformed. Yeah. Um, I think there's a le general level of peace of mind. Okay. Yeah, a peace of mind um, that no matter what the world standard or what the world projects as the standard for success yeah. or whatever they believe that is in their mind the right thing to do, mm -hmm. even though you might be contrary, and it's always a good thing to be contrary, eh? mm -hmm. well, depending on the context, mm -hmm. right? Um, that you have a peace of mind, yeah. you know, uh, that, that you're on the right path, you, you can still have, enjoy life, you could have fun. Uh, I remember there's a commentary that says, no matter what happens, um, mm -hmm. I think it's from the South American um, Adventist Conference. Yeah. Um, one of the conferences there, there's a um, uh, devotional that says, no matter what happens, life is still beautiful. Okay. So that salvation is not necessarily about having a perfect life. Yeah. When I say perfect life in the sense that in terms of the externals, yeah. you can't control all the circumstances around you. Mm -hmm. Right? That's what I mean in terms of perfection. Mm -hmm. But you can 
responded yeah. as someone who has come to know Christ in a better way okay. and understand that, you know what, uh, we just passing through. Here is not your home, no? Yeah. You are pilgrim passing through. So here, whenever you see that, just rem be reminded that this here is not your home. Okay. I just moving through. I just passing through. I'm, a, I'm like a traveler. I'm, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just pressing. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah you pressing. Do you think the role of being an elder is a very heavy one? Yeah, it's um heavy in terms of like what? In terms of like uh, responsibilities, living up to certain expectations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if you put it that way, yes, it, mm -hmm. it's because they're. You don't they're not even go to any church, even outside of the church. If people mm -hmm. know that you are hold a particular position, people mm -hmm. expect have expectations of you. Some um, some of them are a bit unrealistic. <laughs> 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 and what has been your lowest moment as an elder so far? Um, lowest moment as, as an elder. Hmm. Lowest moment as an elder, maybe um, maybe just going through periods where I am worrying a bit too much. Mm -hmm. You know, um, yeah, worrying a bit too much. Sometimes my wife will tell me, like, boy, relax. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I tell you, it's not really about, you know, um, and it's not your want to worry. It's just yeah. the fact that um there are so many things in life like i have the, all these ambitions I, yeah. I remember um just the, the listening to kristen the week prior you know in his interview and it's like you have these ambitions you want to be successful mm -hmm. um where i'm at now in terms of my job um, uh, um into the occupational health and safety field but mm -hmm. i have other visions i have yeah. other things that i would like to do mm -hmm. um that i started doing but mm -hmm. You look and you see so many challenges, and then I look at my, I have, my I have a wife, I have two boys, and it's like all of that pressed into one, and then you have your own challenges on yeah. work as well, and there are moments where you just want to give up. Yeah, mm -hmm. moments you want to give up. There are moments when I have asked myself, does this even make sense? Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell like, yeah, God, I, kn I know, but mm -hmm. this doesn't make sense yeah. because I'm serving you, yes, but this is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, this and this is what I want. Yeah. Of course, by the time we finish, have our little trashing out. Yeah. I usually boil along like Baji <laughs> and then realize, all right, okay, God, you win. Mm -hmm. But, um, but it's nice to have those moments. It's yeah. nice to have those, those troughs, valleys yeah. and, and, you know, um, the mountains and the valleys. So lastly, experience. I'll ask you, who does Ruel Fordyce want to be remembered as by his children, uh, his wife? and the members of the church um more foremost i want to remember by as um, someone who loved the lord mm -hmm. and you know in whatever pursuits that i would have engaged in mm -hmm. i mean as i said there are so many other activities i do outside of occupation health and safety, safety yeah. but um whatever i do that is to represent christ i think um there's a particular text on my phone and i actually put it as my let me see if i could I put it as my home screen. <laughs> <laughs> I always remember that. And this, this is, um, I think I did that like just about a month ago because mm -hmm. I always f I felt like this is what I want my life to be. Yeah. Like, um, it's Colossians. Okay, I'm not seeing the text here because of, you know, all these different. <laughs> right, but Colossians 1.10 or something like that. It uh -huh. says, walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit, in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. That to me, that is what I feel like if I were to die, well, 
I don't want to <laughs> die right now. But if I were to die um, before accomplishing everything that I would like to, mm -hmm. then I want people to say that, you know, Ruel was the full embodiment of this text. Well, Ralph Fordyce, I thank you so much for joining us and sharing Pleasure your story. And uh, hopefully somebody looking on this morning will see and will be inspired. Thank you so much. Yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> Always be a place for you at my table, return to me.